Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith, and we are on episode 115, Nettles. Nettle. <laughs> How about we try that again? Never settle for less than God's best. You know, the temptation was <clears throat> to hit pause or to hit stop and to re-record that. You know, but the thing is, mistakes happen in life. Mistakes happen in podcasts. But we don't have to settle for less than God's best. We can't change all the circumstances of our life. There are decisions that happen which are outside of our control. Decisions made by others. Decisions made by God. And yet, you and I have the choice each and every day to press on, to take hold of that for which Christ has taken hold of you. Now, I'm going to stop right there. If you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, today's the day. God is knocking on your heart. You will never accomplish God's purpose for your life. The reason that you were created until you engage in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He knows you better than anyone else. God knit you together in your mother's womb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by him. And he, he made you for a purpose. But you're not going to grab hold of that purpose until you have grabbed hold of the love that Jesus Christ has for you. We're talking again this week about Samuel, the prophet, and his pursuit of the king that God had chosen. So we've spent the last few weeks in the book of 1 Samuel, well, I guess the last few months, in the book of 1 Samuel, Saul was the one that when the Israelites were just intent, that they just had to have a king like the other nations, God gave them Saul. Not that Saul was God's choice, but that Saul was the one that God chose for them for that season of time so that they could understand that God had a better plan. God was their king. And yet, they wanted to settle for an earthly king like the ones of the enemy nations. Now, if you had asked them, they wouldn't have told you they were settling. They thought that they were reaching for what they should. They were reaching for the best by asking for a earthly king. They had no idea the damage that would come and the fact that they were going to be serving an earthly king who had limited knowledge had limited self-control, as we're going to find out for sure in some upcoming weeks, and had limited control, like Saul was a man. 
And he could only do so much, even when he was in his right mind, which he wouldn't be coming up soon. And God just got fed up with Saul. And God knew that would happen. God wasn't taken by surprise. God got fed up with Saul. And he told Samuel, I've chosen the next king. And I want you to go anoint him. And that's where we pick up. So last week we talked about the first seven verses in 1 Samuel 16. And I'm going to read those to remind us of last week as well as to set this in context. So it says, Now the Lord said to Samuel, You've mourned long enough for Saul. I have rejected him as king of Israel, so fill your flask with olive oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there, for I have selected one of his sons to be my king. But Samuel asked, How can I do that? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. Take a heifer with you, the Lord replied, and say that you have come to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Invites Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you which of his sons to anoint for me. Remember that phrase, I will show you which of his sons to anoint for me. So Samuel did as the Lord instructed when he arrived at Bethlehem. The elders of the town came trembling to meet him. What's wrong, they asked. Do you come in peace? Yes, Samuel replied. I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Purify yourselves. Come with me to the sacrifice. Then Samuel performed the purification rite for Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice too. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab, who was the oldest, at one look of Eliab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And that was our focus of last week's lesson. The fact that God knows us. God knows us way beyond the outward appearance. But we as human beings have this tendency to have preconceived notions that when we look at a certain person, that is who they are because of their outward beauty or lack thereof. And yet, God sees us. And God had already chosen the next king. But in Samuel's mind, Samuel was about to jump to a conclusion, and thankfully God was going to stop him, because he knew Samuel's heart. Samuel wanted to anoint God's person. Samuel was not wanting to just, you know, halfway do. That wasn't what he was out for. And God stopped him. But when we as human beings look at the outward appearance, and we talked about last week the fact that many times you and I may be overlooked because of our appearance. And it can be because we are not the glamour girl or the muscle man. Or it may be that we're overlooked because we're the glamour girl or the muscle man, because people don't take them seriously. Thankfully, God sees us. God knows us. And so we pick up in verse 8. We're going to do just verses 8 through 13 today. We're going to talk about never settle for less than God's best. This is one of my favorite stories in all of Scripture. Because I feel like it is so applicable to wherever we are in life. One of the temptations we will 
always have because it's one that Satan is absolutely going to throw our way, is for us to settle for less than God's best. It may be in our relationships, whether it be spousal relationships, whether it be friendships, whether it be career, whether it be location, like whether it be what we accomplish in life. There's so many ways that we can be tempted to settle. I cannot teach this lesson without singing the chorus to a country song. Some of you know that the previous name of this podcast was A Country Girl in a City World Loving Jesus. I've got country roots, as you can tell from my voice. But there is a country song by a group called Sugarland, And there is a chorus that just keeps ringing in my mind. And before we read 8 through 13, I want you to hear these very country words. But the sentiment we can all relate to. It says, I ain't settling for just getting by. I've had enough so-so for the rest of my life. Tired of shooting too low, so raise the bar high. Just enough ain't enough this time. I ain't settling for anything less than everything. Now, we know that, well, that's not grammatically correct, but it's a good sentiment to have. What if you, from this day forward, decided that you've had enough so-so and for the rest of your life, you are going to hang on to Christ. You're going to submit to him in every area of your life. And obey him unconditionally. I know that we literally cannot even imagine what God can do with us. If we live that way on a daily basis, if we do not settle for, oh, I'm better than the next guy, or, well, I'm kinder than she is, but we truly surrender all as the the old hymn was, I surrender all. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. Can you just imagine the impact your life will have when you quit settling for a so-so life? And you truly press on to take hold of that for which Christ has taken hold of you. Starting in verse 8, Then Jesse told his son Abinadab to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. So Samuel said, This is not the one the Lord has chosen. Next, Jesse summoned Shimei. But Samuel said, Neither is this the one the Lord has chosen. In the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Hmm. Well, now I know most of you know the rest of the story, but don't jump ahead. Let's just stay in this moment. So our focal verses are 10 and 11. But stay in this moment. Try to stay in that emotional place 
where Samuel was at this time. He knows what God has chosen the next king of Israel. Secondly, not only has God chosen the next king of Israel, it's going to be he the 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 next king is going to be one of Jesse's sons. Well, is this the wrong Jesse? <laughs> I mean, he's paraded seven sons in front of him. And God has said, this is not the one, this is not the one, this is not the one, this is not the one. This is not the one. So if you're Samuel, what do you do? If you were on a game show and you've got door number one, door number two, and door number three. And you know that somewhere behind one of the showcase doors is that brand new car. And you have to choose door number one, door number two, door number three. But something in you says, there's got to be another door. All my physical eyes see are door number one, two, three. But there has got to be something more. Well, in Jesse's case, there had to be someone more. But what if this story ended at verse 10? In the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel, but Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. So, if you're Samuel, what do you do at this point? Do you see if there's another Jesse in town? Do you think, well, maybe none of these are God's chosen son, but he must want me to have to take the initiative and choose. Now, this sounds kind of ludicrous when I say it. I know that. I get that because it's a biblical story and you know what comes next. But how many times in your own life have you done just that? Where you've looked at the options from a physical standpoint, what your physical eyes see, and you felt as though you had to choose between the options that you see in front of you. And you did. And it did not work out. And later you find out, maybe, maybe not, but let's say later you find out there was another option. It was an option that was hidden. It was an option that you didn't even see. But because you were willing to settle, God did not reveal to you. God wants us to pursue him with all of our being. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. If we do that, God is going to show us his best. But so often, as the song said, we settle for the so-so. We settle for the one that's in front of us or the job that's in front of us. Maybe because that's all we see as possibilities. Maybe we panic. Maybe we, we see this the clock ticking. 
Maybe you see your biological clock ticking. Maybe you are a female and you so want children, but you have not met the person you believe is God's chosen person for you. But you see that your biological clock is ticking. And you panic. And instead of waiting on God and pursuing Him fully until He grants you the desires of your heart in whatever way that may truly look, you run out and make the choice yourself. You pick one of Jesse's first seven sons, in other words. It happens with jobs. It easily could have happened to me a few years ago when I was between jobs. I was in such a difficult emotional place. I had just left a place that at one point in my career, I thought I would retire from. I thought that that was going to be my place. The people were like family. And yet there were so many things that happened that turned that scenario. And I was without a job and without what seemed like a realistic prospect. I had applied for a job, but I had followed up, had been told that my stuff had been received. I knew that I had a good resume for that position, but I never heard anything. And I never heard anything, and I never heard anything. And I think I shared a few weeks ago the waiting, because we were talking about uh, waiting on the Lord. The waiting was just causing my heart to just beat out of my chest. And I could have settled. And oh, how thankful I am that I did not. Because around the bend, in a way that I could have never imagined, God was working out all things for my good. How about you? Are there times in your life where you've settled? And you know you've settled. Are there times where you chose not to settle? That you held on? You could not see how in the world God could ever bring anything good out of the situation. And yet you held on to your faith in Him until your faith became sight. I would love in the Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus Facebook group, I would love for you to share your story so that it would encourage others. The link to the group is down below in the show notes. Cracks me up because I do. So I talk with my hands. I don't know about you. And, uh, well, on a podcast, talking with my hands really doesn't help you, does it? Uh, Cracks me up. It's interesting doing a podcast and nobody's seeing you. And you just <laughs> you just have full conversation with yourself. Mm-hmm. Ah, so let's go to verse 11. Then Samuel asked, Are these all the sons you have? 
there is still the youngest, Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him, and he was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, This is the one. Anoint him. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Which that is a very interesting phrase that we may come back to. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. What would have happened if Samuel had settled? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if God would have... You know, allowed one of the other sons to be anointed and something happened. Like, we don't know. We don't know. Thankfully, Samuel didn't. Thankfully, Samuel, after he was tempted to make a decision with what his human eyes saw, after God corrected his vision, Samuel only wanted to hear from God. I would have thought it would have been tempting for Samuel. We were talking about this last week, the TV show, The Voice. It would have been tempting for Samuel to turn his, turn his chair around <laughs> because then he wouldn't have that temptation to be swayed by appearance because he only wanted God's chosen king. Are you thinking through the implications in your own life? Our weekly assignment feature is for you to identify any areas of life in which you have been settling for less than God's best. Again, it may be in relationships. What do those relationships look like? And we're not just talking relationships of a male-female romantic, we're talking friendships as well. Because even though there's a whole lot of emphasis placed on our romantic relationships, and understandably so because they have such impact on our life, friendships do too. But have you been settling? Have you felt like you're not really worth that much? And you are willing to allow others to abuse you or neglect you. And you just keep hanging on because that's all you can get. May God open your eyes today. May God help you first and foremost see yourself through his eyes. And number two, may he show you how beautiful you are in his sight. How he created you. How he made you with purpose. The Apostle Paul, in his book to the church at Philippi, in chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, he wrote this in his letter. And I'm not putting this in context. 
not going to go back and read uh, the beginning, but you can read the beginning of verse 3. But he says, I don't mean this to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. He's been talking about his own life, but now get this part. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. What if you were living your life pressing on for that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed you? And again, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, please, this very day, seek him. I am going to put a link in the show notes that I'm going to keep in the show notes about how to begin a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The next verse says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. If you don't know Paul's story, Paul thought he was doing the right thing. He was persecuting Christians and he was doing it with gusto. Stephen, the very first martyr of the Christian church, was killed at the commission of Saul. Saul had some baggage. But Saul has settled that with God. And he's not looking back. It causes me to think of the, the invitational hymn. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. In this case, it would be no looking back. You may have settled many times in your life for less than God's best. But how about today be the day that you choose to press on, to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken hold of you. To give up on settling for either the misconception that you have that you are not worth reaching for God's best or maybe the misconceptions of others that you have taken on, that you have taken in because others have not seen you as worthy, and you've carried that. Dear one, please know that God created you for a purpose. And at the end of time, when you stand before God, please, Do not begin the conversation by handing him your settled for life. From this day forward, press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of you. At this moment, can you join me in the words to that hymn, I surrender all. 
I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so very much for the lesson that you just laid on my heart. Dear God, I thank you for each person who is listening in today. Dear Father, you are working in lives, and I thank you for that. I thank you that Samuel didn't settle. I thank you that he was so focused on making sure that he only chose the one you chose. May that be so with each of us. May we not live settled for lives from this point forward, but may we press on to take hold of that for which your son took hold of us. Your will, purpose, and plan be done. Let us live lives worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ, pressing on all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Again, please join our Facebook group at Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. Also, you can reach out to me via email at encouragingothersandlovingjesus at gmail.com. This podcast is free, whichever platform you're listening on. Uh, I pray that you would take a moment just to think about people in your life that you know they could use this lesson. Just share it with them. It's free. But the difference that could be made in eternity is priceless. And as we always end our podcast, remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day.